Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello everyone. So, this is our newest episode where we're covering Married at First Sight, um, episode entitled Unanswered Questions. Um, But before we get into that, um, Jay, do you have any updates from the Bachelor Streets or Married at First Sight news? Um, Y'all know I don't keep up with the Bachelor, Uh, (laughs) but it was a little interesting... um, clip in um, Mike Johnson's story I don't I'm I don't know we should maybe I guess we can't post it because it's already 24 hours after mm-hmm. however it looked it looked like it could have been like maybe like a tick a kind of thing where he's like mouthing along to some song that what, is already like not what song was that I'm not sure okay. um didn't recognize it but it was like already like a little aggressive and then at the end of the clip he like pulls out a belt and like snaps it like you would snap a belt at somebody i don't know it was it was weird um yeah that being said well you know he does seem wholesome he seems a bit quirky or than i realized well and initially wasn't it like an r&b song that was playing so that's why i was like i'm not understanding the vibe like you're sitting here smiling like singing the song and it's like r&b kind of sexy vibe and then the lyrics were literally about a leash, but then he pulled out a belt. <laughs> so I was like, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a little bit, um, maybe it's supposed to be like a little BDSM. I don't really know. I don't have any strong <laughs> ideas about what's going on with that man. Uh, <laughs> however, that's the only, only interesting news I've seen. Um, but as far as Married at First Sight goes, I'm very excited for their new show, which is called, what is it called? Makeover? Mm. <laughs> I, I'm not um, excited about that show, so I, I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> excited about it. Um, it's coming out on the 21st. Mm. And so I'll be watching that, and I'll probably recommend it at that time. <laughs> it's basically like the contestants who weren't fit for the show, which ideally you would see Chris. Um, but he's not on there. Um, but yeah. I'm super excited for that to come out later this month. Then there's a lot of other good shows coming out um, that I'm looking forward to. But that's where we are with Married at First Sight. I do. Oh. Mm -mm. Okay. I don't know. You have any updates? Um, I have one briefly. So earlier today, um, I don't know if you guys remember Shawnee's and Jeffy. Um, from oh. the season in, oh my God, what city was that? Was that Philly? Was Philadelphia, that sounds right, because that was AJ and um Yeah, whoever. yeah, I think that was Philly. Um, <coughs> so she, Shanice had posted this really weird screenshot talking about like she messed up or she's, I, I don't know, she had messed up and she can't believe she did that and she can't believe they're over or something. Um, 
And I was just like, so did y'all break up or something? Like, I don't understand what's happening. But then he, like, mm. did, like, a, a series of stories about how he can't believe that he's a single father and how he's got a co-parent now. And I was like, wow, you guys are putting a lot out there. He's a single father <laughs> and has a co-parent? He said that? Yes. <laughs> wow. So I'm only laughing just because I was like, wow, this seems like really personal information. Um, but then she got on Twitter and, like, kind of echoed the same sentiments about how, like, she like retweeted something that said that like she put all this work into this man and now he's gonna go be with someone else and I was just like, okay, is he gonna be with someone else? Girl. Wait a minute. I don't know. Shawnee, I knew you weren't a fan of her. Anyway, <sighs> but they just posted. I saw uh, like an Easter post. Yeah, she deleted from... it, so it's gone. Oh, she deleted it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I don't um... know what's happening. I mean, I've always felt like they're connection like I, I just don't know if they were matched well like mm-hmm. it just he, he his whole attitude towards her during that season was just really uncomfortable to watch um, I think she's a lot yeah I mean she's got a very specifically for him personality I think um I don't know <laughs> so I, I think hope- she is more than he bargained for yeah I think he was like- hoping for like like sweet quiet wholesome mm-hmm. kind of girl and that's just not her or not even wholesome but just like maybe just sweet and quiet i don't know you know i just don't know <laughs> she's not very like soft spoken or like she's she's kind of rugged um, i mean she's just i don't know i don't know where she's from originally maybe i don't i really don't know but um i just wish them the best because they've been they just be going through it back and forth back and forth and i'm like this is not good you guys where did you see this this was on it's twitter on, you said on so yes it's on twitter he tweeted some stuff then she tweeted some stuff um and then on instagram i don't even understand like what she's saying like it's her i I don't understand the language like she says things and i'm just like i don't even know they're kind of cryptic is that what you mean it's not cryptic it doesn't make any sense i'm like where are the where are the periods (laughs) like where's the verb i don't know what this bad grammar is that what you're trying to say yes i'm like i don't know what you're saying um, but I feel like on Twitter she was a little bit more concise. Um, okay, but I'm he, trying to go to it. He tweeted, her tweets are protected. Yes, girl. I'm like, okay. Uh, he <sighs> tweeted something. I don't I'm even it. see it anymore. But I'm, I'm not sure about to someone, request to follow this girl. This I've, is why I've, I don't I do like, this. No. Um, but yeah. Oh, here they are. Okay, so she says in her tweets, "I'm not okay." Consistency, inclusion, and communication is all I ask to be happy. I wish I never was his person to be married. See, like, like right there. What does that mean? I wish I, I never was his person to be married. Okay. So, Jeff D retweeted a tweet that says, <laughs> stay solid on your end. You can't control what other people do. Mm. Okay. So then Shani says, my daughter is my biggest blessing from all of this. I didn't want this. Workable means horrible. Yeah, I'm the reason. I take full responsibility. I don't know what she's saying. Mm. You said this was recent. It doesn't like he's posting about it. He probably doesn't this care. This was like, these tweets were earlier today, uh, like three yeah. hours ago. He doesn't have much. And then she said, at 29, I had to go and get married at first sight because I'm the worst. Hashtag damn. Hashtag reflecting. Hashtag dear God. Oh, she needs a hug. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Her and Paige need to maybe not be friends. That's a bad idea. Sorry. I don't. Did you see? (laughs) I 
I'm sorry. I just don't know what to say. As I was Googling, um, this video came up. Shawnee's and Jeffy asked Super Nanny for help. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime is really trying to cross over these shows. If that's the episode, I'm going to watch it. Oh my God. I'll find well, out unless you guys I guess know. It was but. Filmed. I don't know. So yeah, so you guys just keep Jeffy and, and Shawnee lifted in prayer. Um, I don't know what's going on, but they're choosing to kind of share it with all of us. Um, so just, you know keep them lifted okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so then let's just move into uh this season of married at first sight this episode is entitled unanswered questions um and it is i believe this is day 37 of marriage okay i wasn't catching any current days i was just saying like days until decision day yeah i caught the day 37 because i was just like where are we um and i think that's <laughs> what it had in the beginning um so there's a montage of the couples as per usual. um mm-hmm. brie and vincent it seems like brie's trying to wake him up from bed um she was up like making tea and then she put some tea down for him and was like are you gonna get up 30 more minutes and i was just i felt very triggered <laughs> Yes. Um, so that was that. Uh, Claire, Claire, and Ryan well, were working out. She was on the rowing machine. I was like, "Wow." I don't think they were working. I think he was coaching her. But. Yes, the rowing machine is great for cardio. Though I was like, "That's amazing." Uh, and then Haley and Jacob. I don't even know. They were just sitting there talking on the couch. Um, I think she was mentioning things with them that they could do. Something about massages. Mm-hmm. He says he doesn't like to feel leisure. Okay, cool. Um, but the, I, hold on, we need to go back to that because I was like, this is very weird. I was surprised with the whole interaction because mm-hmm. Haley was like, what about a massage? And Jake said he doesn't feel comfortable in a robe because that whole leisure thing. But I'm like, that seems really like a missed opportunity. Like if your partner is asking to massage you or for you to massage them, it's an opportunity for touch. Mm-hmm. And if the whole thing is to get closer, why is he like being weird about this? massage thing he he likes massages he has a sauna in his house i, I, I don't, don't believe he doesn't like a massage i don't think he's an interested in, in connecting or communicating with her at this point and yeah yeah I, mean, I was surprised she even offered that though because i was like you would let him touch you or you would touch him i mean it seems like know. she's really trying to try so i don't know what his deal is but i was just like Jake, oh just i have some up. thoughts good god <laughs> um so then virginia and eric they were outside with rocky Ugh, poor rocky um, I don't know. Rocky started growling or something, and Virginia started barking back, and then you know, Eric <laughs> makes that sociopath face, and I'm just like, was this supposed to Utter be Utter annoyance. Oh, it was awful. And then Paige and Chris, of course, had their montage separately. It looks like he was brushing his teeth, or I don't know. And they like were doing was, regular, everyday stuff. Yeah, she was leaving for the day. So our first scene is with Virginia and Eric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So (laughs) the sister, Virginia's sister is here, finally. Her sister Jennifer with a G and the nephews, her two nephews. Yes. Um, And so I noticed that when she walked in and they were all saying, oh, my God, um, Eric gave her this like sideways hug, which I thought was Mm. interesting. Uh, I mean, I guess he doesn't want to catch the gay. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, just like it's not gonna rub off on you. Um, it's contagious. But, but it just looks he's weird. an he, ass. He just looks so tense standing there. I was just like, you're you're making me anxious by just greeting this woman. Um, I'm wondering if like maybe he thought she was gonna come in and like spread the gay agenda and like tell him oh that God. he needs to love. I don't know. I feel like he's an extreme thinker. Oh, of course, I absolutely agree. <clears throat> Um, so then they sit down on the couch. Um, Virginia says that she hasn't seen them since the wedding. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Virginia's sister is like, oh, you know, what's been going on? How are things going? And, you know, they do their whole spiel about how, oh, we're so good on the day to day. And, you know, we just get along so well. You know, we just only fight about the big stuff. I'm like, okay. Um, so, uh, they Virginia says that they're having issues with living situations and disagreements and blah blah blah. I mean, it was just a lot. So then, at some point, um, Eric leaves and he takes the mm-hmm. two boys and Rocky with him, and he goes outside to like walk them and I guess give them some time to chat. Um. Mm-hmm. So then, sister, do you want to cover what sister says? I didn't get. <clears throat> really much of her response well she <laughs> the first thing i caught was she asked if she can trust eric with her kids <clears throat> sorry <laughs> throat's a little a little dry um but yeah she asked if she can trust eric with her kids and virginia's like yeah he as much as he wants kids like they should be fine <laughs> and virginia kind of tells her sister that eric has been controlling mm-hmm. um in some of these instances, which, again, strikes me a bit weird that you haven't talked to your sister about it, or, like, maybe you have. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because she's been pretty isolated from everyone else, um, like, with her friends and stuff, but I would assume maybe she would be able to talk to her sister. Right. Um, was there a specific thing you were focused on that Jennifer said? Um, I thought it was interesting that sister was saying that you know before you even think about having kids you know you need to really establish a good relationship and a good foundation um Mm. and then also she just didn't want her to go into this with rose-colored glasses so i'm hoping that they're Mm. having some conversations like on the phone that we're not seeing hopefully i Um, hope so at least like some text messages or something yeah um because she made you know she kept you know she told her that he doesn't love her going out with her friends and he has the same political mm-hmm. views as dad and the sister yep. was just like, oof, man, mm-hmm. that's not good. Yeah. Ugh, man. So, so yeah, that was what I got from that. So, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <clears throat> Every time I talk, I sound like I'm going through puberty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Some days it'd be like that. These allergies here are terrible. Oh, yeah. I've heard people. I'm going to let you. It's bad. I'm going to let you take take us into the next scene and set this hot mess express up <sighs> okay so Bree and Vinny there's a lot to keep up with so they are having a conversation about finances Vin, Vinny Vincent whatever you want to call him he already looks uncomfortable like as soon as this scene sat um so he tells us that he started his business in April and that Bree is not a frugal person <laughs> Um, so then they start mm-hmm. talking about budget um, and they actually show us the budget because it's on the TV screen and I was like wow they're really open about you she, know, she has the computer This I think this is why he was uncomfortable it looked like this was her idea that she set up and plugged in the computer with the HDMI cord into the TV and it looked like he just walked in and sat down like he's on the couch <laughs> just like 
okay, I guess we're going to do this today. Um, and as far as the April thing goes, I did catch that as well. And in a later scene, it looks like it's around like Halloween time. Mm, so from April okay. to October, which is basically the summer that he's been having this business. I'm sorry, okay. I just want to add those things in. Well, yeah. And so the budget, you know, of course, we all screen grabbed it. Multiple sites did. <laughs> because, I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, and so it was a little confusing because the total monthly budget is like $9,000. And then we saw two salaries. One was like 109 and one was 89 Are we supposed to infer that he is making $89,000 from his job? Wait a minute. Agent? That was salary? Was that salary? I didn't. I, w- I wasn't sure what those numbers were tied to. Yeah, I couldn't tell because I was like, what is 109 and what's 90? Unless that's like maybe, is that both of their salaries combined? I don't know. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot. I mean, as as they're going through this, Bree's like, <clears throat> sorry, my prepubescent voice again. Bree's like, or Vinny's like, well, how much do we need to spend on this? And how much do we need to spend on that? Mm-hmm. She puts her hair and her waxes into the budget which i'm like okay that seems like more of a personal budget but i guess that's true so it's like is this a joint (laughs) budget or is this her budget because it it read like it was her budget it did read like it was her budget because i think she was the one really saying how much she needed to spend on all these things because she said Mm -hmm. if i get my hair done that's like 250 and i was like are you getting like braids every month or I don't know. She put it in the budget. And then she also said, you know, about $400 a month on clothes, which I was like, okay. No, it's a pandemic. <laughs> like, what are you purchasing? Where are you going? Where? I mean, I know Atlanta, y'all open. Um, so I mean, like, but I do, I did think back to like her closet when she was moving in on all like those shoe boxes mm-hmm. she had at the top of the closet and like all those clothes she had. But $400, I hope it's like nice clothes and just a couple of pieces, but... <clears throat> I mean, four hundred dollars a month is I mean, is is high. And there were some things on here that were really confusing. And I actually think, I think that we were seeing her portion of the budget because it said Morales at the top. But I think he was just like, "You're not about to show my shit." So I think she showed hers, which was the one hundred nine. And then I think maybe like after taxes or I don't know taxable income, maybe that brought it down to ninety. Maybe that's the only thing I can think of. But it it felt I, like, like, I think this is hers because like the rent and the mortgage, like 1700, I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's just her place. <laughs> Same thing with like, cause I see cookie on here, like entertainment. I'm assuming this is all hers. So, well, for the entertainment thing, he said $200 for entertainment, which is supposed to be like date night. Right. And that's when she was like, that's one date. Like, that's, we, we need more. Oh, where are you going? <laughs> and him being himself is like, well, let's just, just make it, you know, 350 Um, Which is like, you know, you don't need $350 worth of going out, like date date a month. Um, And then some of the other things on this budget are like student loans, $200 a month. So you're oh telling me girl. you're paying... <laughs> for clothes and only $200 for student loans? She said priorities. Priorities. Oh, my goodness. on there, her car note is $870. What is she driving? (laughs) Maybe that's both of their car notes, though. I don't know. She said she has a nicer car, right? Yeah. She said she has a nicer car, so her maintenance is more expensive. I think they talked about the car maintenance as well, because he was like, well, my car's maintenance is very cheap. So... I don't, I don't know. $500 for groceries. uh, 
this budget just made me really anxious. <laughs> I was like, and it's, and far be it from me to agree with Vinny, but now is the time to be saving. Like, where are y'all well, going? Why are y'all like, what, what's happening here? That's the thing. See, I feel like it's both because even phones is like $215. Sure. That's not one phone, but girl, who knows? I mean, she said she likes so, nice things. I don't know. He looked sick as she, (laughs) (laughs) when this total was like over $9,000, he was looking like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, his face was my face because I was just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Um, And he says the majority of the money should go into, into savings, which I mean, I guess it's on here, mm -hmm. but I feel like because he's new to his business, I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable, like, just blowing a bunch of money if I'm just new in business. Like, I need to get my foundation stable. And I felt like she was just like, I don't know. I don't want to say she was worried about the wrong things, but she was just like, oh, I still want us to date. I still want to be courted. And I'm like, you can be courted and not spend $350 per month on dates. Like, that's nuts Yeah, she's high maintenance at this point. I did not like this. Um... I mean, I I, I get it. Like, you know, she's grown and she, you know, has been single and, you know, doing whatever she wants to do. And that's fine. But now that you are married, I mean, y'all can have split income and and just do what you do. Um, But I don't know. I I feel like it's going to be a sore spot for him. And I guess we talk about that later on. But I think that the money is going to be very I think that's going to be a big deal for him. I mean, if she moved her stuff over onto her own personal budget, I feel like it would be less intense. Like your hair, your waxes, like that personal, because he's not getting his hair done. You know, he might get a cut and that's it. But that's like, you know, pennies compared to what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also like a $500 travel in here. Like, where are we going in the pandemic? Why is that in the budget? She (laughs) said, you know, you got to be ready. Stay ready. So you never have to get ready, I guess. It's a mess. This whole scene. So I was like, I just, she's out of control. I just want them to get a joint budget together. That way she can do whatever she wants with her money. I just want them to come to some sort of agreement um, so that they don't be arguing about this forever. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Because she, she doesn't even look like she sees the issue. With no, she doesn't. I'm just like, girl, I don't even she's know. She's completely unaware. She really is. Bless her heart. Um, so our next scene uh, mm-hmm. is Virginia and Eric um, and I believe Virginia is meeting with Pastor Cal um, mm-hmm. to discuss the relationship and its ups and downs mm-hmm. um, she says Virginia tells Pastor Cal that the best thing about their relationship so far is that they have a great connection they have a lot of chemistry and every day they're getting along um, which is she, like bullshit <laughs> she said that there's good days and bad days um, the good days are good and the bad days are bad. Right. Uh, so then Patrick Cal asks about kids and, you know, you know what she's thinking about having children. She says that she has a fear of being pregnant and being a bad mom and that, you know, she's just not sure. She doesn't want to mess her kids up. Pastor Cal, I don't know, he kind of mansplains a little bit and is like, oh, being pregnant is a natural fear and... You know, it's Mm -hmm. fine. And he was just like, Virginia mentioned that she spoke with her dad recently about some things she remembered from her childhood um, that he didn't realize that she remembered. 
And mm-hmm. so she was kind of reflecting on how those things affect affected her as a child and the things that will affect, you know, children in the future. And Pastor Cal says, you know, oh, well, you do things to screw your kids up. It's fine. Um, but he does say that because she is self-aware enough to know that she doesn't want to, you know, bring harm upon her children, that she would be a great mom. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I felt about that, to be perfectly honest. I felt like this Pastor Cal was better than the Pastor Cal we saw last time with Paige, honestly. Um, I feel like him asking kind of more questions about, like, why do you think, like, what's behind this whole thing? Can you be a bad mom thing and fear to to be pregnant? Um, Because it sounds like maybe she didn't address that before. Like, this may be Mm kind of new information. Right. But, uh... I think he makes a good point that, like, realistically, like, kids say they don't like stuff their parents did all the time. Like, you could probably say that, and I could say it, too, um, about, like, well, I didn't like when you did this or when you said this to me. It doesn't necessarily have to be big, but Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is, like, her own stuff. And it sounds like her relationship with her dad, him being, you know, similar to Eric, might also be why she's so triggered by Eric because he reminds her of her dad and treats her like a kid and talks down to her. Um, So I didn't think it was the worst that we've seen of Pastor Cal at all. I was like, okay, well. It's definitely not the worst. Um, (laughs) Relative, relative. Yeah. So then um, she also mentions that, you know, Eric be throwing around these ultimatums. um, Mm -hmm. As he does. Tell on him, girl. He does. And she says that she feels like marriage, with marriage should come loyalty and, you know, no matter what happens or what's going on, you're always going to be there for that person. And so Pastor Cal says that maybe you guys should talk about what marriage looks like for the both of you um, and just ask those questions. And he says, it's time to get vulnerable and deep. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. great. <laughs> okay, so do you want to cover Eric and Dr. Pepper? I will do my best. So Eric meets with Dr. Pepper. Um who isn't my favorite expert, but mm. I also feel like she did better this episode. Um, usually I feel like she's just kind of winging it. <laughs> she's just kind of, just kind of hanging out. Um, but I feel like she was a bit more intentional this time, or maybe a bit more prepped because her and pastor Cal were supposed to be kind of asking the same questions. Mm-hmm. So it seemed a bit more constructive structured, um, to me. Mm-hmm. But she essentially asked Eric about his first um, or what was like, what's been the good things. He talks about the first moment they saw each other and this instant connection, weird language, lots of just weird language. And so Dr. Pepper, of course, says, you know, like she's been prepped. So she asks about blow ups and (laughs) he mentions the dog situation. Which, as we all know, has kind of been like looming over them mm-hmm. um, throughout. And so, Dr. Pepper is like, "Why do you need to be that dog's dad? Like, what is that? <laughs> what is that about?" And I was like, "Exactly." Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric goes on his whole spiel of, "Well, we're married now, and so like he's mine too, whether she likes it or not." And she needs to realize. <laughs> She needs to realize that, like, we're married. And because we're married, like, I also need to be a part of his life. And (laughs) Dr. Pepper then is like, you know, well, this is kind of like her having a child from a previous relationship. 
And, you know, it's going to take time for you to build the relationship with that child and to, you know, be a permanent figure, so to speak. And then Eric is kind of like, okay, well, I didn't think about it like that. Um, he simmers down. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on to say, I know I asked for somebody who's independent, but it's almost like she's too independent. Um, reading that as, you know, he can't control her as much as he would like. Uh, Dr. Pepper brings up that some of these blowups have been associated with either like actively drinking alcohol or recovering from drinking alcohol like next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has obviously been made aware of these these arguments and the way they happen. Mm-hmm. And Erica's like, yeah, uh, we can we cannot drink as much. I don't really drink blah, blah, blah. Um. So he's also encouraged to follow up with Virginia about not drinking and spending designated time with him because he needs time with her. That was also addressed, but I didn't take a note on it. So that was pretty much that, unless there was something I skipped over or forgot. No, that was pretty much it. I mean, just oh, great. with that dog and the alcohol. Much the it. dog and the alcohol, making sure that he has his own special time with her. Yes. Which we'll come back to. Yes, we shall. Um, <sighs> so then we go to Ryan and Clara. Ryan is mm-hmm. meeting with Dr. Pepper. Uh, again, with the same questions. You know, Dr. Pepper asks, like, what are, what are the good things about the relationship? And, you know, what are the challenges? Um, mm-hmm. I actually don't know what he said about the good things, but for the challenges, he says that there, he can't think of any at the top of his head. There are no challenges. Yeah. He um, said they have a magnetic energy connecting connecting them. Like, they're kind of just, like, drawn together. That was also a really, really, really weird description. But, yeah, then he said uh, he can't think of any challenges. Can't think of right. a thing. Everything's great. Right. Uh, So then Dr. Pepper pauses and she's just like, you know, you have to be willing (laughs) to put this stuff on the table. Um, Even things that just cause you some anxiousness or, you know, things that you aren't sure of or you haven't discussed. She brings up, you know, spirituality and religion and, you know, the fact that his parents are both ministers. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says that they've talked about how they grew up and, you know, the foundational things, but they have not really talked about religion in detail so far. Um, So Pepper says that those conversations are developmental rather than challenging and that, you know, it's just the way to discuss them um, without it going left, so to speak. Um, So then she asks about intercourse. (laughs) He says that they are waiting. uh, And Pepper asks, are they they waiting or is he waiting? He says they are waiting. (laughs) So then Pepper asks, how does that make Clara feel? And he stops and he says, wow, I should probably ask her how she feels about that. Mm-hmm. Dear God. Um, so Pepper says that she's worried that she's feeling a level of rejection and it might reflect a lack of commitment. And she wants him to be specific about what her emotional needs are. Um, and that it could be a bigger elephant in the room than you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a good conversation um, just because I, I don't know what it is with these couples where they're just like, everything's great. Everything's good. We just keep it light. But then when it's like real serious things to discuss, they almost don't want to because they know it's going to be challenging. Yeah. One of the things I was curious about as um, as Ryan and Dr. Pepper were kind of talking about his spirituality is... If both of his parents are being ministers, you know, or if both of his parents are ministers, mm-hmm. 
I was kind of wondering what like his his church like prayer life looks like because they live together. So I'm wondering like, is he going to church? Is he watching church? Is he praying? Like where is Clara at when he's still practicing his faith, assuming he's practicing right. his faith? That's true. Um, because and I, being, I, I, we haven't seen it. Right. And I just feel like they're both being so naive if they think this isn't a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Like religion is big. <laughs> So I yeah. just don't know. She's like, oh, I just want our kids to have, you know, a say in what church they go to. And it's like, sis, that's not how it works when they're very young, especially yeah. with a father who was raised in the church. Like, he's not going to ask a four-year-old if you want to come to church today. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. just I just want them to really think about that. Yeah, we'll come back to that, too, in the next scene we have with them, with mm-hmm. them together. Um, so, as they're processing. Yes. And so our next scene is Clara and Pastor Cal. Um, <laughs> same questions. You know, what are what, how are things going? She says things are going great. It's the best case scenario. Clara feels that she can't say anything negative about the relationship. And she rated it a 10 out of 10. It's the best Goodness. relationship she's ever had. It probably I believe it's the best relationship she's ever had. I don't know <laughs> if I would say like. 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. I felt like she just did a ton of like minimizing her own feelings and being like it's great you know even though I know she doesn't feel that way she probably knows she doesn't feel that way so why are you trying to bullshit us and Pastor Cal is you know saying well you know the best relationships have arguments they have ups (laughs) and downs they have challenges Mm -hmm. Um, and so Mm -hmm. Clara you know after a little bit of digging she says that well you know he's never said I love you before and she's waiting for him to say it because I guess she's already in love or she already loves him, but she doesn't want to reveal that commitment um, mm-hmm. and basically scare him off. Um, so then Pastor Cal says that, well, marriage cannot be a 10 out of 10 if you can't comment on your true feelings. And he says that she should ask Ryan, um, what will it take for him to get to, I love you, which I don't necessarily agree with. I, I don't know. I don't know if someone were to ask me, what is it going to take for you to love me? I don't know how to <laughs> respond to that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I, what to say. I don't. Yeah. I feel like that's a poor question. Yeah. Um, like, but I think she also said, like, he doesn't. When she was, like, talking, she said he doesn't know a percentage or, like, mm-hmm. any marks of when things will be okay for sex or love. Right. And then she also mentioned that he's apparently dated people for years with like months or years with no sex. <laughs> okay. We've got to talk about that. I mean, cause he's, okay. uh, how old is he? Like, he was 29? an unmarried man. He was an unmarried man. And I so mean, he's like if his 20s, faith, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, was he saving himself for marriage? Is this like the big secret? None of us know. I don't know. I mean, when she said that, I was just like, I mean, I would love to. Come That's the thing. Deeper. We haven't, we haven't even been able to confirm that he's ever had sex because when, when Doctor Viviana true. asked Clara what if he's a virgin, Clara was like, "Oh, never thought of that." But it's not because he's saying he's had sex before. It's just she assume. I think it's an assumption that he's had sex before, but I don't know oh, if he's ever specifically said like, "Oh, I lost my virginity when I was X," or, mm-hmm. you know, I slept with this many girls, or like, or anything, or like 
what his level of sexual experience even is. And I think that's why he's so so skittish of the subject mm-hmm. is because something something ain't adding up. Well, I mean, I hope they I mean, and honestly, I'm going to give him you know what? I'm going to give him a little bit of grace because I don't think he Ooh, wants to dis- nice. I don't think he wants to discuss that on camera. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he wants to talk about sex and intimacy on camera. You know, he called it normal and medium. I don't, I think that's as far as, as he'll go to discussing it. So, Clara, I, I just want her to maybe dig deeper into those conversations because she seems to really, like, just clam up when they're talking and doesn't really like to say much mm-hmm. to challenge him. So, I challenge her uh, to maybe have some more deep conversations about intimacy not even just sex but just intimacy um yeah. and just see what happens so i don't know shit we'll see yeah it's it's tough with them <laughs> we go back to virginia and eric and um oh, one of the things we haven't mentioned is how nicely everyone has dressed for these meetings oh, which yes. <laughs> i think this was a day they had like promo shoots as well mm-hmm. um I don't know. It just seems like it was a busy, a busy day of filming, so to speak. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're both back in their mutual apartment. And Eric kind of is almost like a, a model, like therapy student. He's like, look, I need to talk to you about these things my therapist told me about. (laughs) Um, So he says he's gotten some tips from Dr. Pepper to let the rocky thing go and to maybe like address the alcohol situation um and he asked her he kind of reiterates what was said between him and dr pepper and virginia says the arguments would have happened with with or without alcohol they just would have happened anyway which i'm quite sure they would have i don't know if they would have been at the intensity they were at right yeah honestly i think they would have (laughs) been alcohol or no alcohol like i feel like the things that she was saying I, i honestly think were true well, I'm not thinking it's her with the alcohol. See, I think it's Eric who can't end, who can't oh. handle his alcohol. And so, like, when he's hungover or after he's drinking, I feel like he's even more of an ass than normal. And that's when he starts doing some of that extra gaslighting behavior of, like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, then maybe I think she can handle her alcohol. Yeah, because I feel like I don't think she's the one who's struggling because in this <laughs> conversation, he makes it seem like, oh, Dr. Pepper said you need to stop drinking. And I want to be like, well, maybe you need to stop drinking, Eric, because Ooh, you obviously yes. We can't handle it, clearly. Yeah, that takes me back to something I forgot to say because I didn't make a note on it. But there was a point when Dr. Pepper said, is that what you want for your wife? And I felt like she was also with that bullshit. She said that and she was just like, well, after a couple of glasses, that's enough. And I was like, first of all, you need to chill. Um, Because I'm not counting anybody else's drinks. That's not mine. So I just, I I, I, I echo your statement. I didn't really like that judgy thing that they were both doing to Virginia. Yeah, I felt like she really aligned with him in that whole, like, well, she's drinking a couple nights and, you know out on the weekends like yeah. is that what, is that how is that your wife you, should be right is that what you want for your wife i'm like girl you need to chill um <sighs> both of y'all, i didn't take actually. a note on that one but it was memorable that's why i had to come back to it because it was like yeah. oh dr pepper girl i'm trying mm-hmm. to be okay with you but here you go and then it's interesting because when eric tells virginia that about the alcohol and what dr pepper said she says i'm not talking about it <laughs> <laughs> i was like well there's that 
Mm-hmm. Um, but she did mention, you know, they talked about her fears with the kids and the deal breakers. And she tells him that it hurts her when he says that. And she's just like, well, what if I can't have kids? And he says that I get that. And he's just like, obviously, if there's complications, he's not going to leave her. Um, but if there weren't, he would leave her. Yes, like. exactly. Obviously. And he said that. <laughs> he would get a but, second wife. But then he says he's not going to go anywhere and that she'll be a great mom. Again, all of this is contingent upon her having a child with him. If she does mm-hmm. not, this man is leaving. And okay. she's 26. And just because he's, what, 34 right. or whatever, he wants kids today or yesterday. But, like, that's, that's not her pressure. That's his pressure. Right. And that's not her problem. So, I don't no. know. Uh, so then we start talking about the weekends. <laughs> this is where it gets very interesting. Um, this is he endless. says that he wants just one weekend a month where they just hang out exclusively. And she says she's fine with that, but she'd like to plan that weekend. He said, she says, let's pick a weekend for next month. But then he flips it and says that she needs to cancel things for him. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, with his job, like he can't plan i guess i guess he i guess maybe he doesn't know when he's working which is odd Hmm. because usually flights have schedules um they do and usually they're booked (laughs) out and so like yeah usually months in advance so i'm I'm unsure of what the problem is here but he says that she needs to cancel those things for him because he's her husband and he does this like smirk shrug thing and she says that she doesn't want to cancel last minute with her friends just because he wants to hang out and after that, I just, I just couldn't. I, I yeah. Couldn't. I mean, to reiterate to your, to exactly what you said, I think this conversation started okay. Mm-hmm. Just from the standpoint of like, let's have a weekend where we just like hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. And all Virginia is asking for, I don't think she's asking for like, okay, what, what activities are we going to do? Right. I think she's just like, let me know what weekend you want so yeah. that I can not make other plans. Mm-hmm. Um, because it sounds like her friends are planning stuff on the weekend. And so she don't know if she's doing anything. Why <laughs> shouldn't she go? <laughs> they got drinking to do. I don't blame her. If my friends are like, you know, look, we're going to do this this weekend, that this weekend. I'm like, all right, well, I have plans. Yeah. So he needs to essentially beat her friends to the punch and say, like, this is the weekend I want. Yeah. But his whole thing of, like, you look, you have to cancel things for me is, you know, and I think he meant it as – if I tell you Friday that we're doing something tomorrow, you need to tell your friends that, right. look, I can't go because I have to do this. He kept saying, I have to do this thing with my husband. Yeah. Um, emphasizing his importance over her friends. And I think she did a really good job standing up for herself. I just feel like he's not reasonable at all. No, I don't think so. He's just so no. insecure. Like, it just it just all comes down to the insecurity. Because she could be hanging out with her friends. Other guys could be buying her drinks. Girls right. could be buying her drinks. She, should be, she could be rubbing her butt on somebody. Mm-hmm. Woo. So, yeah. Um, so then we go to Clara and Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. They're both debrief- debriefing about their conversations with Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper. Um, Ryan says that the chat was good and that they talked about religion and family. Uh, Clara says again that she wants her kids to know that they can explore other religions and she doesn't want mm-hmm. them to be in church because they have to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after that, she said that they can cross that bridge when they get there. And again, it's like, you guys, that's not how it works. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you need to talk about this now. And in his talking head, he continues to say that raising kids in the church is very important to him. Mm-hmm. And so and this, this is a new look for him as well. He has on his product of grace shirt, which I assume is some kind of religious um, mm-hmm. 
apparel line that he's yeah. you know into but he also says like that's not what i'm looking for from from clara and i was like "Ooh, this is a different a different side of him where he's not so agreeable and uh-huh mm-hmm. sure yeah 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 uh-huh yeah um yeah. and he he's re- it sounds like he's really like i don't know why it took for dr pepper to bring his attention to this but <laughs> it seems like once she did he's like now a bit stuck on it like Mm-mm, i don't know i don't like it so well because i mean he's not an idiot so i mean he's listening to her say these things and he's just like okay that's not really like how this works <laughs> it's not an answer yeah yeah like it's not oh I but he knew she choose. felt that way before they've had this conversation yeah, i mean i guess well she said they cross that bridge when they get there so you know out of sight out of mind um, so I mean, then they asks, aren't having sex, so the chances of them having kids right now is exactly. probably very slim. And I think that and that goes into this next these, this next couple of sentences because he asks, you know, what are her feelings about sex? And she says that she knows that the more it's pushed, the farther it gets. Damn. Um, so she is sexually frustrated, but she has a lot of respect for him. And he reiterates again that he wants it to be meaningful and something that's special. And then she asks if that could happen soon. And he says, I don't know. Does it know? <laughs> I don't know. So back where we started. I think the whole religion conversation, like, put him further away. Yeah. He was um, irritated. Yeah. I think it was like, no. Not that, like, like, every time you have sex, you're going to have a child. But, yeah. like. And then to him, he's like, girl, I'm so far away from having sex with you. <laughs> She, in his mind she's a heathen just a little goodness <laughs> she's once um, for his body do you want to cover this dr pepper and page <laughs> <laughs> and okay. then chris and pastor cal as well thank you oh man that's a lot for me okay, <laughs> okay i'll do fine. my best here we go <laughs> i'm ready okay go uh <laughs> so Paige meets with dr pepper she's wearing her red jumpsuit and this other uh lace front wig that's been applied very nicely um which contrasts her other look that we see quite a few times Um, differences man but again that's why i'm saying this was i think a promo shoot day because i think she's wearing that red jumpsuit in one of the promo pictures and has like the makeup on but anyway that's the look she's going for um looks good she meets with dr pepper as i've said um and they kind of have like uh a bashing slash commiseration over this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Talking about like on paper, it seemed to be a good match and Chris's words were good. Um, I personally feel like Paige, if she was willing, like they owe her a second chance almost. I'm just thinking that because like, I feel like she didn't get a fair shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also thinking about the Australia season. Or the Australia series where oh, she moved into that girl Liz has been on there a couple of times. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were saying that she should go on the one in Australia. I was like, uh, damn, I don't know if Paige going to do that. No, there's a girl named Liz um, on the Australia series. And she's been on, I think, two seasons. Oh, uh, so they matched her twice. And I'm not sure of all the details. Um, but yeah, I was like, so it's possible. They could rematch her. But like, if I was her, I don't know if I would trust it. Um, Dr. Pepper calls Chris, refers to him as an ext- extraordinary narcissist. 
and she seems to be really sick of his shit. And <laughs> I was also wondering how the timing was between this and the actual feud Dr. Pepper and Chris were having um, on social media where he was bashing her like they're bashing each other. Um, but Dr. Pepper just sounds really annoyed with the whole situation. And she also sounds embarrassed and she's like Paige is, you know, Paige likes when people talk shit about Chris. I would too. I feel like she was like, exactly. Like, see, mm -hmm, you hear me. But even at the end of that, she's just like, I just want to know why he wanted to get divorced (sighs) after a week. You know, when we're, I do when, think she's still hung up on it. Yes, yeah, like she, like I just want to know why he wanted to do this. I just want to know, you know, why we're legally bonded. Paige, just let it go. This is the thing. So Dr. Pepper is like, well, why did he want you to meet the mother of his child? And Paige is like, I don't know, but she's like a nice woman. Blah 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 blah. End of the day, Dr. Pepper's like, girl, you need to keep your boundaries and not let him meddle in your life. She doesn't yeah. say those words, but that's what she meant to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we transition from there to the other half of this marriage. Um, okay, you want me to do like the first half of this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're anxious and can't wait for me to say I, anything. So I go was, ahead. I was just like, go for man, it. this is kind of hysterical. Okay, so... Chris is 45 minutes late to the meeting, allegedly. I mean, who really knows with production, but... Um, I believe it. Yeah. So then... Pastor Cal sitting there yawning. <laughs> just like, are we about to rap? So. Chris walks in and he's like, sorry about my time. Like, who says... what? Who forms sentences like that? Christopher. Um, and so, you know, Pastor Cal is like, okay... Um, so then they start talking about Paige and, you know, what went wrong and what was the problem and, you know, what was the one thing that you couldn't just like move past. And Chris lets us know that if he was in a bar or at church, he would not look at Paige and say, let me go talk to her. He says that basically it's the physical features, the face. He mm-hmm. said besides her physicality, which is just the face, <laughs> there was nothing else wrong with her. He's not trying to be disrespectful, but he just wasn't attracted to her face. Uh, So then he further says that there's so many beautiful black queens, white queens, Hispanic queens in Atlanta. (laughs) And it shouldn't have been so hard to find a woman because he's not picky. And he says, out of all the millions of women here, y'all pick the one that I'm not attracted to. Pastor Cal says that attraction is more than just physical. So let's let's stop right there. (laughs) Let's stop right there. Okay. That's process. Here's the thing. Here is the thing. If I were with someone like Chris, I don't think I could get past his face as well. So does that mean <laughs> that I'm like Chris? I mean, his he makes this Stevie J face. I think I've mentioned before <laughs> that is just really a turnoff to me. But yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like his whole face for me is not, it does not work for me. And like he said, out of the be- out of the beautiful black Kings, white Kings, Hispanic Queens, Kings and wherever I am, it shouldn't be that hard. So I really do. I might agree with him because I'm not attracted to his face either. And I could not move forward in the process looking at him. <laughs> I... <laughs> See, I always think back to Jamie and Doug um, when she almost was like a runaway bride. And Doug, I don't find to be attractive, but 
I also kind of agree with the whole attraction isn't everything. While it's a huge piece initially, I feel like the more you look at someone, kind of like the more you become attracted to them almost. Um, and if she's doing everything else, like if it's only her face, the rest of her body's amazing. She's spiritual. She's whatever. I mean, this is tough. This is tough. It's, it's tough. And I feel like, but that's the thing though. Like you saw her face first. Cause, you, cause so you could have said, no, like I'm not attracted to her and cut it off there. I guess we don't really see that in this um, series of people not feeling initially attracted and not just not getting married. Yeah. Um, but it seems like they should have the option to be like, Mm-mm, I don't think I want to do it. Well, but that so, would mess the show up, I guess. So if you were matched, if you were married at first sight and you were matched with Doug, what? how would you navigate that? Uh, I, I mean, I feel like I would say no. You, wait, what? What was that? I feel like I would say no. Okay, so we agree then. But that's what I'm saying. I just wouldn't get married. Like he shouldn't no. have said yes. <laughs> You're saying you would just you would just stop right there. Just I'd be the like, altar, look, be like actually, this is not this is a no for me. <laughs> yeah, because like if I describe my type, it would not look anything like Girl. Doug. So if Doug showed up in the altar, I'd be like. <laughs> No, but Pastor Cal mentions that like you said that from the things he asked for were That's what? True. Yeah, a power couple, a couple to work the room with, and he did say that Chris said that he was not picky. So even with that, it feels like Chris, like you should have been more specific. Like if you had a particular exactly. type, you probably should have said that. And I guess he just really thought maybe he really. I don't know what he thought. Maybe he looked at New Orleans and was just like, oh, well, you know, it's only up from here. And it's like, but no. (laughs) But that's the thing. If he would have pulled out a picture of his uh, ex-fiance and be like, this is my type, they could have done a better job matching to his physical type. Or at least they would have considered, they would have actually put that into consideration. Because I think they were just focused on power couple, spirituality, you know, a Christian woman, fine Christian woman. Like, they were all focused on that. And then, and, and I'm not saying that Paige is not un, uh, not unattractive or attractive. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, for him, he should have been more specific in stating that, okay, attraction is actually top three for me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, like, if you're, you important. can't say I'm not picky and then be like, oh, I don't like this person's face. Right, like. exactly. <laughs> like, because for me, it's like, I like really nice smiles. So mm, I mm-hmm. need a nice smile because I feel like a nice smile kind of makes you attractive essentially without saying, you know, I need someone who's super attractive. I like a nice smile mm-hmm. and nice teeth. So would Chris, would he, would he qualify? I don't think so because I don't think yeah. I've ever seen him really truly smile for real. It's always been smirking and just mm-hmm. looking weird. Um, but I mean like Paige could get braces <laughs> if that's the hang up, like that's a cosmetic thing. If it's teeth for him, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. So then they go on about how they, they just do some back and forth shit. It wasn't his, Pastor Cal says that this wasn't your finest hour. And Chris says that he handled it to the best of his ability, which I actually truly agree. I think that that, how he handled it <laughs> is the best he could have done. I really do. Because he's trash. Oh my goodness. And then Pastor Cal says, Buying a car for your ex 
while you're married <laughs> is not the best of your ability. Did you hear it's what just he not. said? But did you hear what he said in response to that? He said that he wants Yeah, he was like, kids. I told her she could have came. Oh, and, and then he said that he wants his kids to come into an inheritance and he's excited about the pregnancy. He wants to buy her a house too. I was like, you're doing, it, it just felt very juvenile. It sounds like, you know how like some kids grow up with less resources and they're like, when I have kids, I'll make sure they got everything. And, like, you want to buy this woman a house. Meanwhile, you're living in an apartment. You're not even um, with her. It's just like, and. and like, I bought Mercedes and Mercedes. And I'm like, so you just sound very childish. Did you buy, did you buy the baby a crib? A bottle? A diaper? She needs transportation. Well, a blanket? Did you buy anything for the baby? Or are you buying things for Mercedes and saying they're for the baby? It's weird. So, I don't know. So then after that, Paige is moving out of the mutual apartment. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, was there more after So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Chris says he just wants this whole thing to be done. And he says, well, Pastor Kyle encourages him, like, to apologize to Paige. Chris says he doesn't feel he owes Paige an apology, which, again, indicative of his juvenile mentality. Mm-hmm, definitely. But that was all. But I was like, what an ass, like... Yeah, he's a dick. Like, he's just awful. So, yeah. Um, so then the following scene is Paige moving out of their mutual apartment. The this song, juxtaposition. The song that was playing, you guys, I'm, I'm back with some lyrics. Are you going to sing us. it? Do you know the I'm, tune? I don't recall the tune, but the lyrics were sick of being treated like a itty bitty rug rat. <laughs> Can't make this up. Um, so then she's giving us the same sob shit. She wanted to be married when she played with her kin Barbie doll. You know, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So she's upset, disappointed, disheartened. Why did he even sign up for this? She's very upset. She's very angry. She's very upset. She's very angry. Um, so our next scene is Pastor Cal and Vinny. Mm-hmm. Um, I have very limited notes for this one, but I think the gist of it was that he said that the good things for them is that they have fun together. They're both very into family um, and they just overall have a really great time. Again, everyone's keeping it very light with like the things that they like about each other and their marriages. Um, He says the challenges have been communication. Um, She's very assertive at times and likes things done a certain way. And he also said that his attention span is all over the place. And I kind of wanted to mm-hmm. dig deeper into that to figure out why is that. Um, but then he says that he he likes to like sleep in because he's very tired. He's been driving all day. And she wants him to wake up early. And so he asked Pastor Kyle, he's like, what's wrong? Why is staying in bed so wrong? And that actually kind of broke my heart a little bit. Um, because he thinks that she thinks he's lazy because he wants to sleep in, but he's really just tired. Um, so then Pastor Cal says that, you know, don't feel bad about doing the things that make you happy or doing the things that you that matter to you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like... Like your own self-care. Like, making yes. sure you get rest if you're tired. Like, put that above, like, wanting to please her because, you know, your wife wants you to be the best that you can be, essentially. Um, Because it made me really sad when he was just like, why do I have to wake up early just because she wants to wake up early? And I'm like, you actually don't have to do that. Like, and that's why I was so annoyed in the beginning when she was like 30 more minutes. And I'm like, what's the rush? I'm wondering if that's why he was like snapping on her before, because he just wasn't getting enough rest. But 
I think you really have more notes than you think. And I think you really <laughs> covered it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all that stuff was said. And I mean, that was his basically like his unanswered question. So at this point in the show, this is when I actively noticed that each expert was asking each person, like, what unanswered questions, which is the title of the episode, mm, which unanswered okay. question, what is your unanswered question with this, with this, with your partner? And so Vinny just wants to sleep, yeah, um, right. which is okay, you know, and somehow he needs to tell Brianna that he wants to sleep and <laughs> she needs to be okay with it. Yeah. And then um, he somehow talks about wanting four kids. I don't know. <sighs> I'm like, Vindy. And that's the thing <laughs> what, with like, what happened with that? is this the life that you want? Because that's, because that's what's like kind of portrayed in like our society is like white picket fence and a whole bunch of kids and blah, blah, blah. Or like, is that something that well, he Well, he really says he wants? didn't have like a mom and dad oh, and yeah, he's always true. like, well, he has a mom obviously, but he didn't have yeah. like that mom, dad mm-hmm. kind of family structure. And he all he's mentioned this whole thing before of like not wanting to be on his deathbed alone and not have his kids with him. So he's already thinking about, you know, the end. (laughs) God. Um and feeling like he's feeling lonely already in that sense of like I don't have a family. And so I think that's why he's so attaching he's attaching so strongly onto Brianna and Cookie, even though it's just Cookie, he's like, This is my family. You know, this is these are the people that I'm I'm rocking with. So I mean, he could, he's another one who could, like, probably talk through a lot of this <laughs> in therapy. I'm really glad that he's not um, as reactive and, explosive as, reactive and explosive as he was those first couple of episodes. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like he, you know, is able to vocalize his feelings and things like that. Um, but it also sounds like he kind of struggles in doing that with Brianna. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe doesn't feel comfortable because... She's so, like, strong personality. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but, yeah. Yeah, so Bri- then um, we move into Dr. Pepper and Brie. Um, mm-hmm. Brie mentions that she really loves that Vinny is very caring. He has, like, a great, joyous energy around him, and he's just, like, really great to be around, and he's just really good for her. Um, she mentions the challenges are money essentially and i guess brie has a problem with the budget or him wanting to budget more and save more i guess she doesn't like that mm-hmm. um and so dr pepper says well you know maybe you should ask him what does money mean to him or what does it mean to provide um because money is way more than just money um and then brie mentions that Vinny wants kids sooner than she does and she wants to wait like at least three years and he's more like one to two and so mm-hmm. she mentions that she has high blood pressure, so she's just naturally concerned about giving birth, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. I agree. I think her actual unanswered question was, well, yeah, her. before that, she was saying, like, he won't tell her something's bothering him. And so there's a bit of a communication difficulty there where she's, where she's more assertive, like you said. Mm-hmm. But the way she phrased her unanswered question of, why is financial stability so important to him? Uh, to me, came off as like just very aloof and ignorant of like you're struggling to understand why someone would want to be financially stable. 
Yeah, I mean, Bree's a, uh, I was about to say Bree's a fool, but like her whole no. news about money and this budget, I'm like, girl, like what's happening? <laughs> like, I just don't even but, understand. Like, that's the thing. Like, you're married to this man. I'm assume he seems very open in the things he talks about. So I'm assuming, you know, like where he's come from and how mm-hmm. his relationship with money has been either through a, as a kid or into young adulthood. And you don't know why he would want to be financially stable. Why is financial financial stability so important? Those are her words. So it's like you would rather be financially unstable or you don't care where the money's going. Yeah, she said, you know, $500 for groceries, you know, Girl. $400 for personal maintenance. Like, that's what really matters. I mean, I totally get, like, working hard for your money and wanting to enjoy your money. But, like, <laughs> I also couldn't remember what she does. Um, She's an engineer. Okay, so she gets a lot of money then. Yeah. But at the same time, he may not yet feel like her money is his money mm-hmm. and feel comfortable yeah. with just, like, blowing that. He says he wants to buy a house. Well, yeah, and I guess to your point, like, I don't think he's anywhere com- – I don't think he's anywhere near a comfortable, a comfortable space with her in regards to money just because I don't think he's comfortable with her, period. Like, I really mm. believe that he is still kind of, like – just wanting to please her and because she's so assertive, I think he's like trying to like watch what he says. So I, I feel like the money thing is like, I think that's going to be an ongoing uh, yeah. issue. Yeah. And as far as like her having high blood pressure, um, she did mention like they haven't discussed that necessarily in conjunction mm-hmm. with pregnancy um, and giving birth. Yeah. So we'll see. Who do we go to next? We have 17 days left. Mm-hmm. Jake meets with Pastor Cal. He's wearing a jacket and tie. Oh, I thought he looked really nice. He had jeans on the bottom. That kind of blew it for me, but oh, I didn't I see didn't the jeans in this that. scene. I saw them in another scene, and I was like, Good oh. <laughs> that's on, I was like, that's on par. Um, so he talks about his physical connection with Haley, or the, like the initial physical connection he felt like they had and now he feels like she doesn't want a connection with him and so his unanswered question is what exactly made her pull back and we kind of go to some um have some flashbacks of when they're on the honeymoon I think and he's asking her the exact same question and I can't remember what exactly she said did you get a note on that um no I didn't but I, I think I know why she pulled back okay um, I'm going to assume that the sexual intercourse <laughs> was not to her liking. Okay. Well, that wasn't what she said. She said some kind of language that wasn't necessarily related to the sex. Uh, but no, I think I mean, she was I, like, we don't even know each other or yeah. something like and that. I mean, well, and I guess I say that because had it been bomb sex, do you think she would have been acting like that? <laughs> I'm serious, like, cause just, just. Put I think that's in a her good shoes. question. Like, like, I, like, if I'm in her shoes and you know we're drinking and we have sex and it's really great, I'm just like, all right, cool, let's just keep this going. But if we're drinking, we have sex and it's not good, I'm like, whoa. Let's pump. I mean, but in. even Paige and Chris had sex two times in 24 hours, and we're not sure how many I, times Haley and Jacob had sex. Maybe can once. we can we use another couple as an example? <laughs> I don't want to. I'm just saying, you could have tried, they could have tried again because I, I, we discussed before, like one time, like the first time with this new person, 
has the potential to be rocky, right? Especially because they have a significant age difference. Remember, like, when she was talking about icing him with the Smirnoff? And he, like, yeah. they might be into different things sexually, I think. I feel like because he seems very vanilla, and she seems like she may, may not be as vanilla as as he is. Yeah. Also, considering, yeah, yeah. like, she's traveled around the world. Um, you know, <laughs> sometimes when people are traveling... Sometimes when people are traveling, they'll like have sex with not random people, but like be a little more sexually adventurous. Um, and so I'm like, well, you know, Jacob's been, he's been here. So I don't know. Um, but then it comes up that he wants to know what her expectations are for a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pastor Cal asks, you know, is there a part of you that still wants to be with her? And I think it's just very clear in Jacob and his mannerisms that he is shut down. He is mm-hmm. not fully with us anymore. Um, he seems like at all his, like every time he speaks, he just seems very like discouraged or like kind of like Eeyore of just mm-hmm. like, hmm, I'm just here. Um, but he says he'll, he'll give it a shot, but he's not really smiling and happy and talkative like he was when he was talking about steak and eggs in his backyard like if y'all remember that jake he was a lot more a lot more vibrant but annoying but like he was Mm -hmm. there so i don't know then we go into Haley meeting with dr pepper do you want to cover that yeah so Haley says that the good things about jake is that she likes that he's stable. Um, he really loves his dogs and he loves his home. He's very loyal. Um, he's built a great life for himself. And she thinks that, you know, if she were to call him and be like, hey, I need you to do this, like he would be there for her, which I thought was a really a lot of good things that I think good qualities and traits to have for a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just says that she can't find a common ground with him. And Pepper says, well, you guys don't really know each other very well. Um, they're mm-hmm. not really having like deep conversations and Haley says that it's just difficult to kind of get him to open up and she wanted to know more about his dreams and what he's been doing for the past 10 years and he just doesn't really open up to her and so she gets very frustrated because she says that it's never really a two-way street in terms of like communication um, yeah. so then Pepper says that you know Jake's you know it seems like Jake's been making a lot of changes for her and you know accommodating her but Haley hasn't really made many changes for him Mm -hmm. and Pepper is worried that you know Haley was just looking for someone to like drop into her life and to just instantly mesh with her and just do things that she wants to do Mm -hmm. um which is interesting so then Haley just starts like tearing up and you know Pepper's like what's wrong and she says that she feels like she's just failing at this relationship and she doesn't like to fail so yeah I I don't even know. So it's not even tears or emotion for him. It's more so for the situation because she feels like she's failing. Exactly. Um, I would say the only things that weren't mentioned as this scene is going on, there's quite a few flashbacks where Haley had asked him what he's been doing the past 10 years. And he kind of dismisses the question and says he's been just dating because I guess he's been in Atlanta for 10 years and Mm -hmm. before that he was in college and I don't know like that time maybe not I can't remember those times were accounted for but like the last 10 years she wasn't sure what he had been doing and he's just said dating Mm -hmm. and then um 
Let me see. And then the question that Dr. Pepper like put her on the spot with was did long did having long term expectations make her feel uncomfortable, make Haley feel uncomfortable? Because as we all know, Jacob was like, you know, super ready for a wife, like long term in it to win it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's when Haley realizes this whole issue of like this feels like a failure kind of thing. And Dr. Parker's like, well, it's not even over yet. Um, But like, you can, you can still turn this around. You can try more or whatever. And I think there is something to that whole long-term expectations because I don't think Haley is super comfortable with herself. And I think the thought of someone else expecting her to be around, you know, forever and love Mm -hmm. them is maybe more than she can thinks she can do um to like be a wife long term like I think it sounded fun but like as this conversation was going on and she was realizing like maybe she hasn't really tried to like get into his world so much Mm -hmm. um that maybe she wasn't as ready or wasn't sure what to expect going into this right yeah so it's pretty pretty sad for for Haley um Although, like, I still, I still like her, but it seems, it seems like now she's wanting to try a lot more, and Jacob's more removed, and so, it it's really, really sad between them. Yeah. So then, our next couple, we're going back to Bree and Vinny. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are kind of just recapping what they talked about with Pastor Cal, Dr. Pepper. And, you know, Vinny mentions that he would really like it if Brie could make some changes financially, um, just with some of the budget line items, maybe kind of decreasing those. Um, She says that, you know, a date doesn't have to be $200. They can go hiking or biking. And she just wants Mm -hmm. them to be she wants them to be realistic about their savings goals. So I guess maybe she thinks that the savings goal is too high and he thinks it's too low. Um, Well, the savings goal was $3,000 on the on the thing but i don't like i think he wants to save more because again if you look at you know entertainment there's a lot of places to save more yeah and then he may be thinking like you know you've got these student loans and we've got these credit cards like maybe we could do some shifting of some money here and there i'm sure that's what he's thinking and she's like i don't know i think yeah and she's just like so i don't know what's going on with her um so then they start talking about like him sleeping in the morning mm-hmm. and again she says that she thinks that if he he got up earlier he would be more productive during the day and she needs a child that's oh. what she that's what she needs and then she says that she would feel better if he would get up with her in the morning Bree, like what is this like i don't understand what's happening yeah and the compromise was him going to bed earlier and then waking up earlier brianna that is not so, a compromise. Exactly. He said, so what's the compromise? Uh, or he said, so like, what's, what's, what are we going to, what, what are you going to do to compromise? And she was like, well, what's our compromise? Right. I'm like, and then she said, well, we can go to bed a bit earlier. And, you know, sometimes at night you're on your phone, so you shouldn't do that. <laughs> and he's like, so what's your compromise? Like, what are you, what are you going to do? Which, again, sometimes with this girl. <laughs> and I feel like I actually really, like, I feel like I see myself in Brie, like, seven years ago. <laughs> like, 
<sighs> pre before therapy. <laughs> Um, and so I'm really trying to like give her, you know, some time to figure out that this is not the way to manage your spouse or maybe not try to manage your spouse. (laughs) Like I, I I think she can get there, you know, because I see, I see, I see some things where I was like, I I hear you seven years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Now I like she's likable, but right now she is just not getting it. Yeah. And Um, she really just needs some therapy. Like, I think, I think she could benefit from some therapy because I don't want her to micromanage her spouse. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to tolerate it very long. So no, hopefully, no, no. like, she doesn't have seven years to get together. But <laughs> um, she needs to, like, really be a lot more aware and cognizant of what she's saying mm-hmm. and how she's treating him. Because as we know, he's already very sensitive to things she says yeah. and the things she does. But she's not very careful or, like, delicate, like he said before, <laughs> with him. Um, but, yeah, she brings up the whole kids thing and being afraid to give birth um, because of the high blood pressure thing. And then he makes, you know, a very valid point, like, well, the longer you wait is, you know, the more high risk the pregnancy is going to be if you do, like, if we do have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, was anything else said or anything else relevant said I'll put it um, that way he just says in two weeks he could be happily married or divorced and that's mm-hmm. about it I mean yeah that's that's the same thing for everybody buddy that's the <laughs> yeah. name of the game um, <laughs> so then our last scene is with Haley and Jacob I literally have three sentences uh, for this group um, oh, wow. I, put, I put that they both looked really nice uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's when he had the jeans on that's when I noticed it yeah the jacket um, <laughs> and yeah maybe you should cover this because my notes are kind of all over the place mine are brief as well um, but she essentially goes back to this conversation about wanting to know his memories from the last 10 years mm-hmm. and we see him smile, but it's like a discomfort smile. Like, you know, it's very awkward for me to, to but the smile was notable because I don't think I've seen him smile like that before. Um, it was almost but like a he's, vulnerable. Like, I saw a yeah. of emotion and I was like, ooh, we're about to get something. Yeah. And he says, like, well, um, like in the past 10 years or so, like all of my friends have gotten married and they started having kids. So I really started focusing on, on dating and like, I really wanted to find a wife. Um, and I thought that was a very beautiful, vulnerable moment for him to, cause when he said dating before, like he didn't expound on it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it kind of speaks to him emotionally as well. Feeling like kind of left out since he's now, how old is he? 43? No. 38. Is he 40? 38. Ooh, I aged him. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I got that number from, but that's, I feel like, you know, that's a very honest thing or a very important thing to be honest about. Mm-hmm. And it kind of lets people know where your heart lies, that this is not just, you know, a show or you're not just trying with her just because. Mm-hmm. Um, so Haley also has a bit of vulnerability and shares that she was in a controlling relationship for five years, which we know she hasn't dated in 10 years. So I guess, you know. The five the years before the ten isn't years. isn't mathing. <laughs> because she's like, what, 28? So if she hasn't dated yeah. for 10 years, that would make her 18. So then she had a relationship from 18 to 12? 
through like 13 to 18, which is like, you know, she probably had a boyfriend, all the same boyfriend all throughout high school. Um, But are we calling that a a, a controlling relationship? Y'all were children. I mean, but I, I, st- I think it can be because some of these like teenage boys can be really aggressive or like even like females can be very controlling and very mm-hmm. jealous. And in high school, jealousy is kind of like the thing you want people to be like, I want them to I want to make them jealous. Or what did someone say to me that like if you put a hickey on someone, it's like they're your, like everyone knows that's you. And I was like, this mm. is sick. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> y'all need help. But again, you know, like in high school, your view is very skewed. And so she probably felt like she was in love and she was going to marry this person. And he probably told her like she was great, but also probably told her she was shit. And nobody else would like her. So that's true. That's true. I, I don't that's know. True. Jacob follows up with like, you know, do you think that's still like you're still dealing with that kind of um, question? And she I don't think she gives a really straight answer no, to say I like, I mean, from the way she's emoting her emotions, I'm like, this is still a thing Mm -hmm. because you have walls up. Um, So they keep talking a little bit and kind of discuss like where we go from here sort of conversation. And she asked him, do you think I'm your person? Which I don't really feel like is a fair question considering the amount they know each other. Right, exactly. But I feel like she's like looking for that validation, like that's that whole thing of like it's safe to come out of to come put your walls down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he handles it well. And he was like, you know, I think if you wanted this, it would work. Um, and then she says she wants to try. So we kind of end on a good note. This 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 episode. Why are you laughing? I mean, we'll see, child. I mean, they've reset so many times. I don't know. So we'll see. That says something, though. Maybe there is something there. That's why I keep reset. At least they're not like a Paige and Chris. Goodness. Sounds like (laughs) sounds like a healthy reset of just like coming back to the focus, whatever the goals are. Mm -hmm. So that's really it for this episode. And next episode looks like they're going on dates and regular stuff. Yeah. All right. Are we going into recommendations or do we have anything else? Oh, yeah. Let's go into recommendations. What have you been watching this week, Jade? Oh, so my recommendation is old because, you know, every every week um, I don't always find something I'm super excited about watching. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to throw it back a little bit to uh, oldie but a goodie. And it is called Pin 15. It reads like penis. Um, <laughs> but it is on Hulu. It's amazing. They have two seasons. The second season just came out last, toward the end of last year, I believe. Um, so it's basically these two adult women playing their middle school selves and going through all the awkwardness that is middle school from relationships and drugs and like sexual stuff. Um, but very, very funny. It's called like a cringe comedy. It is a bit cringy, but it's highly entertaining. Love it. Love, not appropriate for kids at all, but (laughs) (laughs) love it. Love it. Love it. If you need something to just make you laugh and be kind of light without any kind of heavy trauma or drama, it's a good show for you. Um, I mean, I'd watch it and rewatch it personally, but yeah, that's my recommendation. I hope you guys like it. Again, it's on Hulu. I think it's only on Hulu. Um, 
So check it out. Enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Do you have anything to add about Pin15? No. Um, So my recommendation um, is an old show as well. Not really super old, um, but it is on the darker side. Uh, It's called The Sinner, S-I-N-N-E-R, The Sinner. And it is, I believe it was on USA Network, and then Mm -hmm. it's now also on Netflix as well. Um, so it's kind of like a crime drama, but <laughs> more so it's like a, it's like a detective show where there's a lead character who does something kind of crazy, um, but no, not a lot of information is given so that we know like really what's happening. So it's really kind of like a twisted web of like figuring out a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the first season, um, Jessica Beale was in it and that was a great season it was amazing the storyline was just it was all over the place but it was great um and then the second season was more like a cult which was great as well then this past season the third season uh was about this guy Uh, this is a season that i kind of wasn't really sold on but i do still recommend the whole um show in its entirety because it is really interesting um Mm -hmm. so check it on netflix let me know what you think um and that's it yeah, I was going to just add on that The Center is an anthology, so you can definitely watch each season separately. Don't worry about like starting at the beginning if you're just interested in the second season or third season. Although, you definitely should watch seasons one and two. Just know that they don't go together. The detective is the same, but the stories are completely different. Um, You said, do we have anything else? I don't think we have anything else. Um, Thank you guys for listening once again and checking us out and hearing us about our Thoughts and opinions curated from our own beautiful minds. Yes. Thank you for supporting (laughs) us. And, you know, please go follow us on Instagram. We post pictures of married at first sight people and funny stuff (laughs) and stories. And it's great. So follow us at Not Just Reality Podcast. I don't think podcast is on the name. Oh, okay. I wonder, will will it pop up if you search? If you type Not Just Reality, if you get that far, T... T-E-A, it it should come up. up. But yeah, podcast isn't on the name. Yeah. Okay. Um, And remember to tell your friends about us so they can listen and laugh with us too. We really uh, have a good time listening back to some of these episodes (laughs) and (laughs) laughing at the funny things we say or are just, you know, skewed perspectives. But thank you guys once again. Be on the lookout for next episode next week. This episode, of course, is coming out this week. Um, And we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.